0: Alpine Touch has got you covered. Alpine Touch, Montana's special spice.
1: It's 4 o'clock. Welcome to Tutela and Montana's only statewide sports talk show. Broadcast on 102.9 ESPN Radio for Western Montana and across the state on SWX Television. I like football. Sports talk from Montana for Montana. Live from the Kurtz Polaris Studio. Here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter nuanes Hello, Montana. MSUAD Leon Costello has some words. New Montana State. Lineman commit. Jace Fisher has some words. To tell Nuanas, also have some words a little bit about baseball. It is to Tell and New on 102.9 ESPN Radio. Outstanding to be with you on this Tuesday afternoon. Hope you are having a fantastic day. We appreciate you letting us spend some of it with you wherever you are. We appreciate it very much. If you would like to listen on the World Wide Web, a little easier for you. You're at your house. You're doing whatever you're up to. You're out of market. 102.9ESPN.com is where you go. You listen live to the stream all the time. The stream is available thanks to Opportunity Bank, your local bank your opportunity if you'd like to pick up your phone and call you can do that as well 361-3688 361-3688 the phone number all guests join us via the Rangish brothers rv phone line let's take a look at what we have in the show today uh the athletic director of montana state university leon costello just got done with a, a video zoom call uh it was uh originally because yesterday was the official first day that student athletes could report and and the report is the wrong word it's voluntary workouts but that they could be in the facilities uh, on both campuses at Montana and Montana State uh, it, and so there was you know they chose to kind of put this together to address some of that stuff and I guess how it was going in the first couple of days uh, etc cetera obviously it uh spilled the banks of that conversation significantly and quite a bit of time was spent on on uh the world at large what's been going on and how the athletic department is responding to and and handling um all of the 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 protests that are happening the individuals that have been affected directly and indirectly within the athletic departments uh and so so a lot of conversation on that so we will bring you some of uh, of that chat uh, here in this first segment we also are going to get into some baseball stuff one thing we have haven't talked about yet Coulter was everybody heard the quote initial offer given by the owners and Major League Baseball and and the fact that you know the players hated it and everybody's not you know no surprise that they're you know came back at them but the players union gave their first offer as well and we haven't really gotten into the nuts and bolts of what that is of course that is expected to not be accepted by the owners and here we are at this you know back and forth negotiation which by the way is standard The question is, how far apart are the players the players union and then the teams the owners etc and does it feel like there's a possibility of getting towards middle ground and that is a question that I do not know the answer to but it's at least worth looking at what the players offered and where they're at so we'll get into that also we didn't talk about this but the the OL Reign okay the professional uh uh so- women's soccer team they used to be the Seattle rain right. right but now they they changed their name uh, broadened out a little bit they are Practicing now in the city of Missoula at the uh South Campus. There is it on Dornblazer. I assume
0: well, there's the soccer it... field that has right the, the turf. That's yeah, not Dornblazer though.
1: Oh, it's not. Okay, Dornblazer oh, is it's...
0: the grass. There's the soccer field that has the turf on it. There's the, the softball field, Dornblazer yep. field, yep. the South Stadium, which is the soccer stadium. There's ter- there's turf over there. I believe it's turf. I'll be doggone. Maybe I it's didn't. natural gas. Either way, it's it's a soccer It's the University of Montana's women's soccer field. Yeah, that's what I'm talking. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. but so not doorblazer. Field, right? Doorblazer, where we go, the track
1: and field, and also the football. Doorblazer field is the track and, and field as well okay. as,
0: well as okay. where the football
1: practices. Are. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I. You're right. The, the same complex. Names? They're on the corner over there. But anyway, uh, big news. I mean, uh, Megan Rapino is on this team. Allie Long is on this team from the United States women's national team. So uh, uh, they are in town. Uh, you know because this is where you go if you got if you need to be together in a team sport is the state of montana that's what you do so there it tells so we'll cover that a little bit top of the hour i having some fun on the blind sides i got a, i got a great question for colter i'm fired up about it so we'll get into that uh, at the top of the hour and then also 5 30 troy lineman jace fisher he is a commit to montana state big kid 305 Coulter, you ever hit 305 in high school sure no no uh, that makes two of us, man. And I think that makes uh, just about everybody, everybody listening to us. Yeah, so it's that's, that's a big boy there. He's going to Montana State, play a little football uh, for the Bobcats coming out of Troy. Is Troy eight man or six man? Clo- Troy's class B. Oh, so, cla- okay. They're that's 11 the man. man. Oh, it yep. is? Yep. Okay, I was looking at the schedule. They're playing, like, R we and stuff like that? I was like, okay, well, what's going on here? But maybe, maybe I don't know, maybe I clicked on the wrong sport. I don't know. Uh, in any case, I uh, look forward to having Jason on here talking to him uh, about a bunch of stuff uh, in terms of his commitment and everything else. Coulter, first of all, nice to see you. Nice to see you. Normally, I comment on your shirt. I won't today because you are wearing a sticker today. It is June the 2nd. You went and voted today. Good for you. We did. Uh, I voted i voted a while ago just because it was easier for me to just do it on the mail mail deal Uh, i did drop off a mail-in ballot so my my wife's mail-in ballot was a little so i did actually get to go over there i'm i'm one of them and i know that you got a story about this so we'll hear this but you hate everybody hates standing in line waiting for things right so i i get that But there is something to be said up to a point, okay, diminishing returns, I understand. But when you go to a vote, to be in the civic act of voting with other people, it has a very nice to me sort of uh, a community democratic sort of feel to it that, that where the involvement in the process of what, you know, this is is a pillar of our nation of our country in the way that we've you know decided to do things uh which i like very much by the way uh the way that we've decided to do it at least you know in in, in the voting aspect of it uh it uh, i don't know it's it's a good thing and I, I i missed out on that i think that hopefully in november i'll have enough time on that tuesday whatever that day is to actually, go and stand with the people. I don't know how long it will take or whatever, but something that I like about there's something that I, I feel uh, good about being participatory in that way, and I hope that others do as well.
0: Well, I mean, with the rise in mail in ballots, I think that's on one hand a, a convenient way, especially for somebody like yourself with a young family, certainly to, to get it done and, get, and uh, make sure that you get it done and not be having a scramble on a work day on an election day. Uh, but on the other hand, I think that there is still some loopholes to jump through in terms of just making it fluid and consistent. And so I'm just going to tell the story of my day just briefly because I, I think that there it does reveal a few of the things that maybe people can get confused on, but also that if you just take the proper steps, you still can figure out a way to vote. So uh, last se- summer, I moved from an apartment to a house just two blocks away. So I'm in the exact same zip code, exact same voter district, everything. I did a change of address. I have a forwarding address to the post office, but as we know, these things don't always work fluidly and sometimes they don't get forwarded to the right ways. And I tried to change my voting address via someone on the side of the street that just asks you. I said, "Oh, I'll use, you know, they'll come up to you. Are you registered to vote? I said, yeah, I, yes I am. But I changed my address, filled it out. It didn't go through. So my driver's license has a Bozeman address. Cause that's my permanent business address for Skyline sports. Mm-hmm. My, Voting registration address is my previous apartment address. My current and permanent address is my new address. I Was online looking for about an hour this morning about how to change my address, but you can't change that sort of thing online. Okay? It also said there wasn't gonna because there was mail-in ballots that there wasn't going to be in-person voting. That's not true There's polling places around there. Oh,
1: there certainly is in-person voting. Yes,
0: and so After being sort of frustrated that I couldn't just change my address online and that I didn't think I was going to be able to get a permanent address change via mail, obviously I couldn't mail it today, I thought, man, this is going to be the first time I've ever not gotten to vote. Well, I'm driving out of my house and I'm driving up Wyoming Street on the corner of Wyoming and Russell. There's a polling place. Yep. So I pulled in and they helped me out, fixed me up. Side story, the gal who was helping me out, longtime sports writer in the... Nineties and early two thousands. Mostly oh, nice. mostly at the Yakima Herald. How about that? I just listen to the show. And That's so right. shout out
1: uh, appreciate your help. Yakima, I just want to reiterate, okay? My sister lives in Yakima. Yakima has a certain reputation, if you're aware of it, that you know, maybe isn't the uh, most uh, uh sterling. No doubt. I love Yakima. Yeah. Love it. So I'm shouting out the city of Yakima. Shout out Cooper Cup while we're at it. Shout out Former sports writer, current helper of democracy, and all of the great food that you could get in the city of Yakima, oh, yeah. Washington. Okay, that is a place to go ahead and eat. you think I'm crazy? Yeah, well,
0: maybe. I mean, I there's am, some but. there's some grocery stores and some oh yeah restaurants in the East Valley of Yakima where. Hmm. It's about as good did as we find a good
1: Did we find a we good did. taco bar, we though, did. on this, we on this did. last weekend? We did. We did. But the
0: point is that sometimes you might... Everything in today's life... But wait, once you got there, it was easy. It was easy. It was easy. They helped just me just out. It was show great. Up, show up. Fill with belt. Put it in the box. All good. I got my sticker. Your, got your address sorted out. Okay. They gave me three stickers <laughs> just to make sure it fell off because they wanted to make sure I <laughs> wear my sticker on our TV show. <laughs> I told yeah, them that... Yeah, I wish
1: uh, I had my sticker. Hey, you want a sticker? I got a sticker. You got one? Because I did vote. Okay
0: gave me two extra just in case they (laughs) fell off because they obviously could tell that i can't keep anything uh, safe for more than a couple hours the point of this story is not to brag about my voting as much as just to say if you have an issue with it just be patient in this day and age we are so set on running around and doing 13 or 20 different things in a given day and if everything doesn't take 12 minutes we're mad I'm the worst at this, <laughs> but but all I'm saying is that I'm so happy that I took the time to figure it out and voted because I, absolutely. I had a couple speed bumps, but it did not deter me from what I think is very important. So I'm sure that polling places around Missoula are going to be open until after this show is over. Mm-hmm. So if yeah, you I'm haven't saying. voted yet, I encourage you strongly go vote. It's important. It is
1: important, and it's uh, it's a good process to go through.
2: At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running. From networks and security to communications and 24-7 support, we evaluate your current state infrastructure and deploy the right technology solution for your future. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business to learn more
1: it's two telling the one it's 1029 one of two nine ESPN radio. Uh, we uh, just got off a conference call about an hour ago, actually, uh, with Leon Costello, a bunch of folks from the media, probably a dozen people, uh, uh, talking with the athletic director of Montana State about a whole bunch of different things. Uh, but we, we just wanted to put in a couple of questions and answers that Coulter and I had for him, primarily regarding uh, what has been going on and in terms of the, uh, the killings, the protests, and what is happening at the wider world that has directly affected and involved uh, uh, players at Montana State University. I mean, there's a couple videos swirling with uh, some players who have, you know, just kind of told their stories of things that have happened to them in a, in a public fashion. And, uh, uh, you know, all of that stuff I think is, is really beneficial. And so then, you know, this then you answer questions or you, you get asked questions about what, what is going on with the athletic department in regard to this, this wider reality that is taking place over the last several days. So we'll just play this for you. We'll hear what uh, Leon Costello had to say, and then we'll talk about it a little bit afterwards.
0: One thing that, that Ryan and I have talked about quite a bit the last couple of days is, is just how um, it seems as if you live in the sports world, sports is maybe the greatest thing to bring people together, right? When, whether it's from a cultural perspective, but also, you look at just the smattering of cultures and, and different people from different backgrounds and all sorts of lockers, like you look at your guys' men's basketball team, you guys have guys from all over the world. And you look at the football team, you know, you can have a guy from Drummond, Montana, rooming with a, a kid from Dallas, Texas, right? Uh, what do you think of just the influence sports can play in the world, both from, you know, providing positivity during times of a virus, but also uh, when you're talking about all the racial stuff that's going on in America today, just in terms of easing all sorts of tensions?
3: You said it, you know, um, sports is the natural uh, ability to bring people together. And it's, uh, gosh, we were having this conversation, we were taping a a different segment uh, for one for our Bobcat Club members. And, you know, it's we were up in the club room. And we were thinking about on a on a Saturday football game in the club room, you're not you know, you're not a Democrat, you're not a Republican, you're not, you're not anything, you're a bobcat, and you're here, you're cheering on your team, and that's really the only thing that matters on that day, and um, I truly believe that that's what, that's, that's what sports can do, and I go back to one of the first times that I, I really remember seeing this was 9-11. And I remember the first baseball games that you saw, the first pitches, and you saw what football did. You know, you saw all the people rally around it, just being able to be together, and what it meant to be together, to cheer on your team, and maybe it's a a way to take your mind off of things, but also maybe it's a way to uh, communicate and 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 really uh, communicate your ideas with. Other people that are there, it it can do so much good. Uh, And and to be honest with you, that's one of the reasons why I'm hoping we're able to have a season this year. Is really use what we've learned from the virus, uh, you know, from the social issues that we are enduring right now. That we can use that to move forward in a very positive way in the sports world. And I think we can have a huge impact on that for sure. It seems like entities, especially athletic entities, but businesses and whatever, uh, some at
1: times like this, put out a PR, you know, statement or something like that because they want to be perceived in a certain ways. Others feel like it's pretty morally incompetent <laughs> do something. Where, what is the responsibility of an athletic department as a whole at a time like this to be a, you know, an example for the community, the state, the region as such a visible entity?
3: Yep, it's a great question, and actually, it's uh, it's part of what we're we were working on today and that, um, it goes back to, uh, to what I was talking about with Alex and that, um, you know, we, we, feel that as a, we are one unit, part of a much bigger organization and we are aligning, um, you know, our values and our message with that of the university. And, uh, it just so happens that my regular letter from the AD that goes out once a month is set to hit, you know, this week. And so it really, I, I, incorporate that into what that message really is. And, um, I, I, think it's, even though we are, uh, we do get a lot of notoriety and there, there's a lot of public recognition that comes with athletics. Uh, I don't think we can get outside of, um, what the mission of the university really is. And uh, ultimately president Cruzado leads this entire campus. We are in alignment with her, uh, in her message and, and how she, um, how she portrays the situation. We are in full alignment. And then it's our job then to take that and work with our coaches and student athletes on what does that mean? And then what are our actions and how do our actions fit with, with that alignment? And that's what we're working on. You know, right now, um, I, I, I truly feel that, um, we stronger together has been our motto and that when I mean stronger together, I mean, stronger as a, an entire university, um, we definitely have avenues in which we can reach a lot of people, but I think it's powerful that that we show that we are in alignment with everything that's going on on our campus and in our community.
0: One thing Ryan and I talked about on the show was just the fact that, uh, you know, Eastern Washington, their faculty submitted this report that they thought that athletics didn't have a positive impact on campus and on the community. We just thought that was just was so ridiculous. No need to comment on Eastern Washington, but <laughs> for your perspective, Thank you. I mean, from your perspective, though, it seems as if athletes at Montana State have such a positive impact in the community, no matter what country they're from or what racial background they're from. It seems as if the the cohesion between the community and the athletics department is great, but also that the the MSU student-athletes can set an example in the community. On that note, how important do you think their role is in the community right now?
3: I think it's vital, and I think you hit the nail on the head. I don't think... I mean, our, our connection with our community, whether it be here in Bozeman or throughout, throughout the state, uh, has ever been stronger. And I think that all starts uh, and all started with President Cruzado. I mean, that is an important part of, uh, of her engagement process. And, and I think we fit right in with that. And, you know, I, when we talk about our role as, a, as an athletic department, obviously we want to win games, right? We, we want to go out. We want to compete. We want to win. But also, we need the right people in order to do that. And when I work with our student athletes, we tell them all the time is that we want you to be in the sports page, not on the front page. And when you wear uh, the Montana State gear, you wear the jersey, you wear the stuff around town, uh, you represent the university first, you represent the department second, you represent your program third, and you represent yourself fourth. And if you think of it in that way, you're going to make really good decisions. And and I think we've been very fortunate that our – Student athletes socially have been have made very good decisions. They've done very well in the classroom. We've hit record number GPA, which will come out here shortly. And they're doing really well in competition. And obviously, we, we know we all can do a little bit better. We want to do better. We want to win more championships. But I couldn't be prouder of the way that they've handled themselves and the impact that they've had on, uh, you know, young people in this community, but also the adults and our fans that look up to them and that cheer them on each and every day.
1: So there you go, Leon Costello covering a myriad of topics with us. We, uh, you know, appreciate, uh, you know, his time on that. And, you know, it is an interesting situation where here you are as an athletic department. You have a very diverse group of students and uh, student athletes uh, that that are at your school, at your university, playing sports. And something like this happens, and it affects all of these kids in so very many different ways, some of them very directly, some of them very, very uh, uh, painfully, others of them very little, if, you know, if anything at all. And there's just a wide variety, especially in the state of Montana, right, of experiences and um and cultures coming together from across, you know, across all landscapes, which is, again, cool. As we've talked about, one of the things we love As you you know, ask one of the great things about covering sports, especially in a place like Montana, is the, di- the different backgrounds, national, international, that you get in the sports world. And yet now, an opportunity exists, even within the context of a lot of pain and suffering that is happening right now, it seems to me, of... Of unity of an opportunity to bring people together and one of the great places that can happen is on university campuses and in athletics specifically but i also think that something needs things need to happen and and i i didn't get into uh we we didn't get into specifics with leon on this stuff like what what are the specific he talked about you know the the you know the the vision that they had put together in 2017 of what that would mean and how some of that stuff needs to be revisited and and changed as the changing landscape of the world happens. But also knowing, it seems to me that like that a particular kid student athlete can go to a coach, can go to an athletic director, and say, you know, this is what I'm feeling, this is where I'm at. It's they don't kids don't take adults authority figures up on those open door policies very often you know what i mean sometimes they do if something's going wrong but also i think you could create a scenario right in which we're going to have a talk about this we're going to have an opportunity for guys who have lived in the urban centers who are african americans on our football teams on our basketball teams on our track teams whatever the scenario may be to say what they've experienced and how they've experienced it and others from other backgrounds to say, you know, what their perspectives are in a safe and open setting where it's also structured, where like, this is what we're going to do here. And that could be potentially productive. It seems to me, uh, obviously all of these, every athletic department, every team is going to be different. It's going to be comprised of it's going to have different people on it. But those are the sorts of things that I'd like to hear about happening in order to, in that small you know, world, for some of this stuff to become something that is impo- that is changing, that is actually being done, that's moving something forward.
0: It's, it's so fascinating to consider because in a lot of ways, the melting pot that is a Division I athletic department, especially in small rural college towns like Missoula and Bozeman, All of that is already happening organically. And so the need to force it or even the need to emphasize it is maybe way less necessary than almost any other sector of society, especially in rural, predominantly Caucasian areas. And so I think that that's the the most interesting part to think about for me is on one hand, it would be great to have an open-door policy between the leaders in the athletic department at both Montana and Montana State for anybody uh, of any 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 form of student-athlete, no matter what, m- minority or not, to have an open door to express themselves if, in fact, they feel there's a moment of inequality or, or, or a circumstance of inequality happening.
1: Well, presumably that is, that is the case, right?
0: And it already is the case, yeah, exactly. Right. But also I just think that the one thing – I think that one thing that maybe people that don't immerse themselves in sports maybe don't realize – is the melting pot that is... There's been a lot of tweets on Twitter with people saying, if if the if the racist people in America, if the prejudiced people in America could spend even 30 minutes in a college football locker room, their, their eyes would be opened so much because of the brotherhood that's formed between people from completely and utterly different backgrounds. It's not just about race, race and ethnicity either, though. It's about where you're from. Mm-hmm. Look at the University of Montana's offensive line last year, right? Just look at that group. You have Conlon Beaver, who's from Virginia. I think he's the only guy in the history of University of Montana football from Virginia playing left tackle. You got Angel Villanueva, who's from uh, a 30. less fortunate area in Southern, yeah, Southern California. California. The kid's house burned to the ground when he was in high school. He was homeless for a minute. Then you have Cy Sermon, who's from Wenatchee, Washington, yeah, uh, uh North Central Washington town that's based on industry and tourism and, and completely different than either Missoula or Virginia or Los Angeles. And, you know, then you have Moses Mallory, who's from Utah, but by way of an Arizona junior college, an African American. And then at right tackle you have a former, you know, theater kid who's a walk-on to Montana from Missoula, Colton Kynes, split in time with Dylan Cook, who is the son of an African American father, but who grew up in Butte. Right. I mean, think of all the anomalies that you have in that group, and then these guys are all playing together, and not only playing together, but loving each other as a complete brotherhood. And none of these guys are thinking, "Well, that guy's black, and that guy's white, or that guy's from wherever he's from." We're from we're from the University of Montana. That's we're right. the Grizzlies, and I think right. that's what makes sports so so spectacular. And we could go down. Every team, every roster for the fifteen years I've been doing this and talk about all the anomalies and all the relationships that never would have happened. But then they do, and that's what makes it so awesome. Yeah. And that's what sports is so that's why sports is so cool. And it's seriously, it's one of the number one reasons why I've chosen to make my home and my career in Montana. Because I think more than any other place you have these meshing of Completely opposite worlds. I mean, you asked Michael Oguine such a good question on Friday. You said, what's it going to be like going and living in a foreign place? Former University of Montana basketball player. He's going to go play basketball in France. And he said, you know, I've traveled abroad, but I've never really moved anywhere abroad. And he said, well, yeah, you have, Mike. You moved from Los Angeles to Missoula, Montana. right?" And it is. It's true. It's almost like moving to a different country. But I, I think that that's what's so cool about these athletic departments. And like I asked Leon there, I hope that the athletes, but also just... The, the dynamic of the example that teams in this community set I think I hope that it can be used as a blueprint for how we can all interact and, and not not even see and acknowledge all the things that people are up in arms about right now to, across
1: the country Well we know there's there's a lot of pain a lot of suffering a lot of anger um, and uh, and and justifiably so uh, across the country. I hope that also a recognition of opportunity to allay that and change not just for it to regress in time in you know behind us into the past but to be in fact uh, an opportunity for significant changes made in the future it's two telling one is ESPN radio one thing that also isn't changing at the moment i shouldn't say also but certainly one thing that isn't changing the battle between owners and players specifically in baseball you thought maybe this would be the time where this would change it isn't We'll analyze it, mightn't it, soon next. Coulter, during this time where we got to be a little bit socially distanced, it's nice to know we can get out on the links and play a little bit of golf. And nobody better than Western Birch to get your round started right. Welcome back to Tellin' New ESPN Radio SWX Montana. Television outstanding to be with you on a Tuesday afternoon. Hope you're having a great day. We like you all and are grateful to be on board with you. Um,. If you would uh, like to follow along on Twitter, feel free at Gus Tutel, That's me at 1029 ESPN and at Skyline Sports MT. Those are all the places you can catch us on the social media. You can also Instagram it if you'd like at 1029 ESPN. Um, Coulter, the much much ado was made of the original proposal by the baseball owners, which cut their top players' pay. Paid players pay by up to 70 or even 80 mm-hmm. percent uh, for this upcoming season it was graduated but still nobody was making more than 50 percent of their salary and all of them taking additional losses Uh, in terms of their salaries even over and against the prorated amount for what was a proposed 82 game season we have not talked yet about the rebuttal or maybe it's not a rebuttal maybe it's just a fresh proposal that the players association delivered it includes a 114 game season deferred salaries in the event of a canceled postseason okay so they're making sort of amends or uh, uh, allowances for that uh they also has an option for players to opt out of a 2020 season if they don't feel comfortable playing uh it would run this proposal uh, the uh the uh season would run june 30th to october 31st it also includes an expanded playoff which the uh, uh, owners did as well but it, ex- it includes it for two years so this year and next year would go from a 10 to a 14 team playoff format and it could include uh, other things include something like a uh, a possibility to have a home run derby and all-star game in the off season uh, as a way to generate additional revenue to get together and do that it also has a salary advance of $100 million that is to be split among the players during the so-called spring training 2.0 that leads up to the regular season. So they're they, you know, trying to earn money as they work to get ready to actually pay base, play baseball before they're, in fact, playing baseball. So those are the nuts and bolts of it. Uh, from what I've read, what I've looked at, this is certainly not going to be accepted by the owners. But now we have at least the two stakes in the ground that are hopefully on the outsides as they start to work back towards one another. Um, so you think for
0: sure the owners are not going to accept this? Yes. That's it then. Well, why? Because I think that I think that the I mean I don't think the players' union has stated that they will not accept the owners' offer. Right. No. But so so the nature of a negotiation. Sure. But I I think that. But but there was no negotiation. Max Scherzer stated that the negotiations are over. That they, in terms of what the, that they were, they're not going to. The discussion for what the owners wanted was not going to be heard anymore. That that was over. And so, if the owners didn't decline this, it's going to be take either the players amending it or the owners accepting it. To me, this puts the ball back in the court of the owners once again. And I just I think that if the owners do not accept what the players union wants specifically when it comes to the ability to opt out on an individual basis and specifically with what it states for what they want for um, Salary advances the postseason salary and the tweaking to the schedule both from a regular season and postseason perspective If they don't budge on those things or if they I guess if the owners don't Find a way to compromise on those things. I just, I don't think that, I think that this is, that'll be it. I think that it'll be a stalemate. Well, of course, they're going to have to find a way to compromise.
1: I mean, what Max Scherzer was saying is that we aren't going to negotiate with this offering. This right. offering is unacceptable. If you would like to try again and do better, then, then maybe there would be something that we would take a look at. And this, that's why I said this is not even a response. This is just almost like a brand new negotiation or, or a, a for you know, fresh start because it doesn't involve anything basically that the owner said you're spinning it the wrong way. Neither way works towards me. Spin it towards me.
0: Well, now we're falling apart. It's okay.
1: I mean, just,
0: just let me do my thing.
1: He's trying to fix a, 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 it, a microphone holder and he screws the thing endlessly the wrong way. And then it falls on him. He just, uh, it just doesn't happen. I'm just trying to it's help not, you.
0: It's not helping the issue that I have though. <laughs> The issue is a vertical issue, so there is no fixing it unless Tommy I mean, fixes it.
1: To- Tommy, Tommy has very is, is needed in very many ways. Watching you do that and watching the nut fall off of the screw and just go catapulting to the ground, oh, it's too much. Uh, Coulter, here's two things, though, that I want to highlight on this, okay? The first is this, uh, and I'm just going to read this is straight off of ESPN. The 114-game season which under the union's proposal would run from June 30th to October 31st, is expected to be immediately dismissed by the league. MLB has proposed an 82-game season and suggested that the more games teams play this year, the more money they lose. So they are actually wanting a shorter season because suggesting that that the more games that are played, if there's no fans in the stadium and stuff like that, they're going to actually lose more money than they'll make doing this.
0: Well, that's why if you cut the season in half, you've got to cut the salaries by more than in half, and that's why they made such an outrageous offer to the players, right? Because, because to, 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 conti- to keep your assumed par- profit margins and to keep the revenue... Real spinning, that's what you have to do. Here's where, I,
1: here's where I want to know more, and I know that I'm not going to know more, at least on this time, but here's a fun little trick that people play, whether it's politicians, whether it's business people, whatever, in terms of characterizing what is financially going on. If you made 20%, if you netted a 20% revenue last year, and now this year, your projections, because of whatever's happening, are 10% revenue, what What is said is that you've lost 50%. Right. You haven't lost 50%. You've, in fact, made 10%, but it's only half of what you made the year before. But you're not, in fact, losing money. You are, in fact, making money. Now, I would say, in charity, if they were actually making money, regardless of how they characterize it, they would certainly, you would assume, prefer more games because that would then mean more television revenue and so on and so forth one would think i have underestimated how much the gate matters in baseball i have thought that the and well and it is the lion's share the television revenue is the majority of what they make but the The, gate gets them to a place financially that, that, that 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 the tv by itself simply does not
0: also, the ironic part of baseball is that the big market teams that get the most money, because the TV part's revenue shared, right? Yes. But then you also have well, the,
1: sort of. the national TV but, stuff is revenue shared. But
0: like the Yankees are making way more money. The Yankees and the Dodgers are making way more money on their own individual right. TV networks that's than right. anybody, right? Yep. The irony, though, is that because the they're, the rich are just getting richer and richer and richer, when you watch Dodgers and Yankees games on television, what do you see? Empty seats behind home plate almost always. Oh, right. Because they're so expensive. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's the irony of it all, though, is that the teams that are on TV less, especially on the national level, probably the twofold. One, if they were on TV, you would think that a lot more people went to baseball games. And two, they rely on the gate much more because they have a much higher gate.
1: Yeah. Uh, Here's my question for you, though, out of all this. So, I, I mean, I'm not... I'm not saying anything about, you know, the, the proposal seems to make some sense to me. 114 games opposed to 82, okay. I mean, I don't know if you can fit it in, uh, then, then, then go for it. Here's my, here's my question, though, broadly. Okay. Why, why do you believe, look, the owners and the players are aware Okay. They have mm-hmm. to be aware, because everybody's talking about it, about both the opportunity that they have right. for the sport mm-hmm. to be the only show in town, so to speak, and that window is closing quickly as the NHL and NBA seem to get ready to go, have the opportunity to be the only sport in town, to grow the sport that way, and then negatively, they have an opportunity, if they blow it, to have disastrous consequences in the court of public opinion and in the fan base okay both parties are aware of this why is that not then the overarching consideration when it comes down to it or is it is it ultimately going to be the overarching consideration that says okay i don't care we got to figure this out we're going to figure it out now
0: because i think that the public image and the Uh, opportunity to garner fans is so far down the list and in a lot of cases completely off the radar for a lot of owners i think that baseball owners more than any other professional sports team owners run the clubs that they own like a business all pro sports are a business certainly but we've we see i mean i would estimate that almost half the owners in the nba it's a hobby as much as it is a business they want to be involved in something but also they want to have a hand in it. The teams in the NBA that are run like businesses strictly, like the Clippers used to be under Donald Sterling, like mm-hmm. the Phoenix Suns currently are now, they're the least successful franchises. Because in the NBA... But they're not the least profitable. Exactly. Because yeah. in the NBA, you got to roll the dice. Like The Golden State Warriors are not the most profitable franchise in the NBA. They're not even close because they pay so much. The last couple of years at least have paid so much of the luxury tax. But that's what they did to basically... Make sure that they had the inside track on making it to the finals five years in a row. You have to have the You have to have the the capital to pay a roster like that, and in turn, you're not going to be able to make nearly as much money. Football, I think it's it's a can't miss proposition because it's a national sport that's once a week. You're going to get national TV games. You're going to get local TV revenue. It's a salary cap sport. It's can't fail. Everybody in the NFL. It doesn't matter. You don't have to even be a savvy business owner to be able to make a tremendous amount of money on the league. But I do think in baseball, because of no salary cap, because of variability in markets, because of lack of national exposure for the majority of franchises, that the business savvy, in terms of balancing the books, turning a profit, a percentage-wise profit, or an overall bottom line number profit, if you're the Seattle Mariners and the Oakland Athletics, is so much different than if you're the Los Angeles Dodgers and the New York Yankees. That said, I also think that Baseball has the the highest number of owners that are not engaged in the sport nearly as much as the business of the sport. And so I think that if you told owners, you're going to ostracize fans, but if you get your way, you'll maximize profits. And if you don't, they're still going to come back and you can still just start from scratch. Say you lose half your fans, they'll still find a way to put pencil to paper to make a profit. And I think at the end of the day, that's what the owners care about. And that's why I, th- I think this entire thing is going to fall flat on his face. I don't think the owners are going to budge.
1: It's two tell new one us, 1029 ESPN radio. You know what that sounds like to me, Coulter? <laughs> sounds like baseball's stepping in a giant pile of poo. That's, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's what it sounds like to me. Well, guess what? Thanks to Montana Pooper Scoopers, at least you can avoid the poo in your yard directly with their weekly dog pick waste removal. That's right. None of us want to deal with the dog waste in the backyard. Visit Montana Pooper Scoopers to find out how you can get set up for a weekly waste removal or a one-time pickup. They have service in Missoula and Lolo. Montana Pooper Scoopers takes care of the job no one in the family wants to do. Montana com. Right now, mention this ad receive $25 off an initial service. All right? Don't be like Major League Baseball. Go to PooperScoopers.com and don't step in it.
2: At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running. From networks and security to communications and 24-7 support, we evaluate your current state infrastructure and deploy the right technology solution for your future. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business to learn more.
1: professional soccer in Missoula, Montana. How about that? I'm into this. It's Two-Tail Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio. SWX Montana Television. Hi, how are you? Great to be with you. Uh, Coulter, this is, this is, you know, once again, one of the advantages of being in Montana.
0: They become more abundant by the day. Yes, they do. Um, and that's not an advertisement for move here. Don't move here. <laughs> and nobody <laughs> not anybody is out of state right, is listening. Right. Yeah, but there could be some out of state. Well people. there certainly are there are. There's oh, tons, there's right? Plenty. Yeah. I mean, what do they say in Missoula? Something like ten to twelve percent of the population is is uh transient. In, in other words, that they, turns
1: over every turns year. Turns over,
0: right? Like yep. and there's so many people that live here in the summer just to I mean we we just saw our good friend Mandela. Yep. From the Trail Less Traveled earlier today. I mean, she's a Montana resident, but she lives in the Grand Canyon for months at a time. She yeah. lives in Africa for months at a time. She swam, swam the Colorado River through the Grand Canyon. Yeah. she. I can't remember what desert she told me she was in, but she spent quarantine in the desert. And then so I said, because I asked her, I said, Mandela, how's things been going for you? And she said, well, <laughs> I mean, I was so far off the grid, I did not have to worry about any sort of social distancing. Yeah. I, I was... Alone, myself for two months, and yeah. I said, "You are so
1: lucky." That's what she—that's what she does. She's great at it. Uh, listen to the trail less traveled, by the way, boys and girls. Great show.
0: Um, I got—I'll tell a story next hour about what I learned on the trail less traveled. Okay. Amazing.
1: Oh, good, good.
0: This last episode was really good. It's very enlightening.
1: Um, what is going on is not a lot of sports, right? We're aware of this. You can't really play them right now uh, outside of uh, Bundesliga and uh state of montana high school baseball those are the two those are the two sports that are in session right now uh the professional women's soccer league uh uh, here in the united states is not able to play but they are preparing to play uh in fact they're going to have a 25 game tournament that will begin june 27th so this is it's nice to have this is what i'm waiting for for all the sports tell me the day When can I start counting down, you know, pulling the chains off? You know, they do the the paper chains that count down the days to the end of school or whatever it is. Give me that. That's what I'm talking about. So nice job uh, uh, by the NWSL. They're going to have a Challenge Cup 25-game tournament that's going to replace the lost regular season. It's going to be played in Utah without spectators. But for the OL Reign, formerly the Seattle Reign and then formerly the Reign FC, uh, they are – not able to play to come together in a group in practice, the state of right. washington so right. you can't practice well that's a problem if you're trying to get ready for a season so they have found a state where they could that happens to be the state of montana more specifically the city of missoula more specifically the university of montana campus where among others ali long and megan rapino are both practicing for the month of june how great is that colter this
0: is this is uh, this is per a release from the University of Montana uh, Athletic Department. It sounds as if Associate General Manager of the OL Reign Bryn Sebring uh, sent a email to some Montana University of Montana Athletic Department officials. I'm assuming Ken Haslam and and probably some of the facilities guys Chuck Mays and uh, maybe Chris Chudovisky, the, the women's soccer coach. Yep. Certainly, uh, but it, it led with I have kind of a wild pr- proposition for you <laughs> and. Uh, she began a world win collaboration that resulted in the two-time women's national women's soccer team shield or excuse me league shield winning organizations they've won that league it's a relatively new league but they've won that league twice and I mean Megan Rapinoe is, is not just one of the most prominent and famous female athletes right now I mean she's she's honestly a national and in uh, probably a lot of sectors a global icon at this point because of her she is straddling into pop stardom is well no question at, because right? of what because of her is, the, how is she
1: is she not hosting the espies i believe she is yeah right her, her and super, super and who they're and married and russell yep. wilson yep yep are are hosting what a what a trio and that's going to i think it's a remote deal right i don't think right. they're getting together for the espies but they're going to host it so that'll be uh that'll be fun now i will so, say this that they're uh because I would be the first one on, you know, on. But there's no spectators. I mean, there. You know, we're not. Obviously, you can't go watch it. Nobody's allowed it in the stadium. It would, not that you would be anyway. But especially now, it's not that kind of deal. I don't know about the. You know, you're walking along Higgins. You're walking along South. What happens? What can you see? What can't you see? I. You know, I'm, I don't know. But it, but but to be here for a month
0: training, living. That's uh, that's pretty cool. I mean, the University of Montana's release does say that due to health concerns. And the uh, NWSL policies, teams' training sessions are closed to the public and media. I don't want to give away any secrets or make any suggestions, but all I'm saying is that uh, if you find yourself walking by Dorn Blazer Field or walking down Higgins Avenue, as long as you don't loiter, you can certainly get a very good look sure. at the team. I mean, you're I,
1: not going to be allowed in and sit in the stands. Right. In but if
0: conference. you, I mean, if you're just social distancing and you're just you know solo, you can certainly go and. At least view them, but you would think so. it's it's cool. It's it's knows, very cool. Put stuff up and, to and, avoid and it. I don't honestly, know. Honestly, the number one thing I thought was, you know, there's not going to be a, a huge opportunity for like Megan Rapino to get autographs or anything like that. It's not it's not one of those t- type of deals. But what I was thinking though is the University of Montana Women's Soccer Program um, is perhaps the the. Most successful program at Montana that doesn't get as much run as maybe they deserve. We we talk extensively about the men's basketball program, well-deserved. We're always going to exhaustively talk about football, of course. No matter if they're great or not great, they, we are always going to talk football. Women's basketball, so much prestige because of the program, Robin Selvig. Brian Schwein has such a big name in Montana as a Montana guy, a former record setter at Montana State. But women's soccer doesn't get as much run. And we have just tried to get it, give out quite a bit of running. We've had Chris Chitavitsky on the show a couple times, yep. and we've had several of the Lady Grove soccer players, Alexa Coyle, Quinn Snyder, um, a lot of Montana girls on that team as well. But the number one thing I thought was, man, what a recruiting tool. Because mm. even you know, even if it's just, a, just kind of a an added-on thing, you say, hey, our facilities are nice enough that one of the premier professional women's soccer teams in the country wanted to use our facilities. And obviously there's the safety element as well, but... A pro sports team, I mean, where one of the great players on the planet in Megan Rapinoe, they would not be going to subpar facilities. So I think it's a great um, it's a great recruiting tool not only for the soccer program but just for the University of Montana as a whole to say, hey, these are the quality of facilities that we can offer student-athletes. The other thing is they're going to lift and train at the Champion Center. You mm. Imagine if – I mean, what, what's better publicity than if Megan Rapinoe and Allie Long take a selfie in the Champion Center? I mean, I mean, that's about as good as it gets, right?
1: It's, it's about as good as it gets. I would also say I want nothing to do with any kind of – you know, champion center competition with any of those gals. You know what I mean? No doubt. Don't 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 even come in here with any of your times or your numbers or anything with that. Uh all right, Sutel Nuanas 109 nine ESPN radio. Hour number one in the books, hour two straight ahead. We got a blind side for you, boys and girls. Coulter, he's got some questions for me. I certainly got some questions for him. We're gonna have a little bit of fun. Hour number two straight ahead. Hey Kurtz Polaris. They're at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula and Highway 83 in Seeley. The weather is warming and it's time to get your dirt biking, off-roading, and on-laking activities flexed all the way to a maximum. You do it with Kurtz Polaris. Beta and run a dirt bikes, tops in the industry, brand new for the season there at Kurtz. They also have great Polaris side-by-sides, including the hardworking Ranger and the fun, fast Razor. Or maybe a little leisure time. Are you ready on the water? Yeah, you want to get out there, get on the lake? How about some pontoon boats? That's right. Crest, Kurtz now carries crest pontoon boats. Summer the way you always envision with Kurtz Polaris online.